Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Thank you for joining us today on my podcast, Photographic Memories, where we talk about the untold stories behind the pictures that I restore. Um, I have a really special guest here today. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Bevel Cohn, and I'm a member of the Historic Waco organization. And our goal is to preserve the history of Waco because it's such an exciting history. So our goal is to preserve that, to share that with others. And I want to tell you a tale today about Captain Bell. Awesome. I can't wait. Yeah, and I got to hear this story um, because I went and photographed the, uh, what is it called at the Oakwood Cemetery? What do It's call Walking it? Tales. Walking Tales. And it's the Storytellers Guild who puts that on. And there are quite a few of us that go out to Oakwood Cemetery and we stand next to a tombstone and tell the story of that person who's buried there. A lot of us will be in costume, and uh, the visitors, and it's free, the vit visitors can come out and wander from gravesite to gravesite, and you really pick up a lot of Waco history. Um, yeah, I didn't know what to expect whenever I went to the Oakwood Cemetery. We, uh, Oktoberfest was going on, and you were so gracious and helped me at my booth um, until the point that you had to leave and go mm -hmm. play your role. Um, and we'll talk about that in a minute, more about your role. But um, I went to the cemetery, and I thought, you know, I told the <laughs> my fiancé at my booth, I was like, yeah, I'll be gone like an hour. Like... <laughs> you're laughing because you know that's ridiculous and uh so I got luckily there was somebody with City of Waco that had a golf cart I think you had even suggested for me to get on that I was like I'll be fine you're like no really you should get on the golf cart and I'm so glad I did because she was able to drive me around from site to site because that's a huge cemetery and how many people do y'all usually have do you know how many there can be anywhere Usually it's around 30, maybe 20 to 30 uh, storytellers. Yeah. And it's from 10 until 1, because by that time the storytellers are just about to drop. Yeah. And so it's just during that time. And most people say, you know, they're not able to see them all. So they say, I'm coming back next year. Yeah. That's and good. so this year, the one for this year is already planned, October 19th. Okay. I'll and, put that on my calendar. And that's a Saturday, <laughs> and it starts at 10 o'clock. And it's just, um, it's a lot of fun, especially when it's a, a beautiful fall day to be out there and wandering around and learning some things. And it's surprising how many people you'll probably see that you know. Yeah, and mm -hmm. I, I did. I saw people that I knew, and I learned so much about just the history of Waco just in the little bit. You know, I didn't even stay for the whole spiel at every mm -hmm. single one, but just bits and pieces I, I learned. Um, so tell us about your character. You're actually, mm -hmm. you play the wife I play I play Sally Bell, and so I'm portraying the wife of Captain Joseph Daniel Bell, 
He was not a captain in, in the Army or anything. He was not a military captain, but he was referred to as Captain Captain Bell. Okay. And he was born in Hall County, Georgia. He was the 12th of 14 children, and they lived on a farm. Wow. <laughs> and so I think he was ready to go out into the world. So he, uh, he and another man who was also referred to as Captain Lusk uh, started out. Uh, they were both here in Waco, and then for a while— they went to Colorado and all around gold mining. Not real sure how much they came back with, but they <laughs> came back. So about 1872 is when uh, Captain Bell decided to uh, stay here in Waco, make his home, and he had a farm. And it was outside of the city limits because think about how small Waco would have been in 1872. Oh, gosh, yeah. And he was up on the hill that's outside of town and actually the location of St. Mark's Lutheran Church okay. is where his farm was located all in that area and he wanted water on top of that hill for the farm of course and yeah. the city fathers said there's no way you're going to get water up on that hill <laughs> well he didn't take well to that so for over a year he drilled trying to find water they had gone down like 1,800 feet, and they still hadn't found water. Oh, okay. And they were just about to give up. But they went down about 30 more feet and hit water. And it came flowing out, gushing out. And it was artesian water. It had medicinal value. It was about 130 degrees, kind of like a hot tub. Yeah. And so it came flowing out. And the city of Waco, all the, the city fathers and everybody started thinking, okay, what can we do? How can we benefit from this water? Gosh. And I have some magazine articles that talk about that uh, Waco was going to be the metropolis of the <laughs> area and you could come and take the baths. It was located, really? there was a, uh, there were two natatoriums in town and the one at 4th and Mary, close to where those silos are located. Mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> that one was built by Mr. Parrott and you could come in on the train and it was right there across from the train tracks. So the travelers could come in, they could take the baths. So There's, the natatorium is like a bathing area, just mm -hmm. to be clear that so everybody yes. knows what that is. Yes. Yeah. Natatorium just means an indoor swimming pool and it had Turkish baths and steam baths and massage rooms and all these things. And they even say that there's a room full of crutches, or there was a room full of crutches, <laughs> that people, after taking the baths, no longer needed their crutches. Oh. Uh, it had a, it had rooms. It had hotel rooms. It had a buffet. I mean, it, it was self-sufficient sitting right there. Wow, I had So no people idea. could come in. Now, Sally Bell tells the story that Monday nights is ladies only, and that's when <laughs> she likes to put on her bathing suit that looks like a sailor outfit and go to the natatorium because it's... Uh, ladies only on Monday nights. Yeah. And, so and that's she, what you wear at the Oakwood And that's cemetery. what I wear yeah. at the cemetery. She's not wearing yes. that today, people. Yes. <laughs> so so um, yes, that, that was the, the natatorium. And uh, of course, we no longer have those, but we do have some great Gildersleeve pictures of the inside of the natatorium. I'd love to see those. And a few others. Oh, did you bring them? Well, I just happened to have <gasps> oh, a picture so of the natatorium in here. Do any of them and need to be restored? Because <laughs> I would happily do probably. that. Probably. <laughs> Let's see. And uh, there, uh, I have 
so many pictures, actually. Great. I'll be sure and add those to the, the post whenever we do this podcast. Yes. Yeah, and the blog post that I right. do. Right. And this is a, a magazine that Historic Waco put out in the fall of 72. And the cover of it shows how the water gushed up from oh, okay. when they That's drilled cool. the well. Yeah, and it's called Waco Heritage in History, mm-hmm. and fall this, 1972. <laughs> and this magazine is still published by Historic Waco. But you can see the buildings in the background. So that mm-hmm. would have been Captain Bell's farm That's so up cool. there on top of that hill. Now, is that the church over <clears throat> here? There's a steeple. There is a steeple, but that wouldn't have been the church. Okay. That, uh, that would have been prior. Then. Yeah. Gotcha. This was about 1886 when all of this was happening. Uh, this was also about the time that Dr. Pepper was being um, invented at the old corner drugstore. Very drug thankful store. for that. That isn't that the truth. How would we make it without our know. Dr. Pepper? I don't Pepper? think I could get through my day. <laughs> but this book has a lot of pictures. And because of the natatoriums and just the water, I mean, they bottled it and everything. There was artesian water and they bottled it. But many hotels sprung up in town. So it was very profitable for the city to have um, this water and uh, lots of lots of folks came from everywhere um, to, bet, yeah. to take the So did the baths. Captain Bell get any like benefit monetarily you from know, that? Do we I know? I kind of doubt it because I, yeah, I kind of um, doubt it too. But I know nice. that when he <laughs> passed away uh, in 1900, which wasn't really too long after this, 15, 14 or 15 years yeah, after yeah. that. Um, he was living on Washington, and I do have a um, a Sanborn map, insurance map, that shows the house and cool. everything. Um, and so he was living there, and then, um, you know, I, I don't think he was a real rich man, at least not because of the water. Oh, but that's unfortunate. He, <laughs> he did uh, farm the Bell Water Company, and if okay. you know where the Waterworks, the old Waterworks mm-hmm. restaurant is. Yeah. Uh, that was actually the Bell Water Company. Okay, and that makes sense. And J.W. Mann, who lived right next door in East Terrace, he was a vice president of the Bell Water Company. Okay. And that building itself is not the original, but the, the footprint of the building, mm-hmm. uh, it was a wooden structure. And then that was mm-hmm. demolished, and then the brick structure was put there later on. The East Terrace? Yes. Okay. Well, no, the Waterworks. The Waterworks, the waterworks okay. building. Uh-huh. Yes, and that's right next to it, right? right? next to East yeah. Terrace. Right, uh-huh. and then East Terrace is a, um, I don't know how to word it, but Historic Waco manages that. Yes, it's right. one of the historic uh, homes uh, that's you know set up as a museum. So if you tour that, you can learn about Mr. Mann and his brickyard because he's the one who made the bricks not only for his home that he built for his wife and and children but also for the suspension bridge that is so cool i photographed at east terrace many times now mm-hmm. and i've that's new information to right. me so that's so cool right you know i need to go and do the tours i've only ever done the pictures yes and you we, you'll have lots of cool events at some of these properties because there's east terrace tell me about the different houses right. that you'll have east terrace is the one that's located right there on the river mm-hmm. not too far from the doris miller um, monument. It's just down mm-hmm. the river yeah. just a little bit. Uh, McCullough is located right over here close to the courthouse and it's up on the hill right there. And then uh, the other one is Earl Napier Canard. And the reason it has such a long name 
there was the Earl family that built it, and then the Napier family that lived there, and then the Canard family. <laughs> well, that's good that y'all represent right. all we of that. We try history. to keep all of those. So that house is also a museum, and it has an exhibit in it now um, pertaining to our, um, Abner McCall when he was a student at Baylor because he uh, lived there. They rented out rooms to Baylor students. So there's an exhibit about uh, Abner, who later became president of Baylor. And then right next to that is the office for Historic Waco. And that's um, that little house, kind of a teal colored Mm -hmm. with the white gingerbread. And that house belonged to the Hoffman family. And that's the Hoffmanettes, the girls, (laughs) the sisters. Yeah, I've restored pictures of them for yes. historic Waco, and they're really fun to to look at. They're just a cool. You could tell they were just the most fun people to be around. Yes. <laughs> they had parties all the time, yeah. and it said that they always wore gardenia uh, smelling perfume, so you could smell oh. the gardenias after they walked by. That's so cool. And that little house was actually ordered out of the Sears and Roebuck catalog. Yep, and it, it came on the train. It came on the train <laughs> yeah. and was was put at Webster and then later located over there. Yeah. Uh, And then there is another property that Historic Waco helps to supervise, uh, and it's actually owned by the Nail Pape Foundation. Okay, that's the Johnson Taylor? Johnson Taylor House. I'm still learning. I can't keep them apart sometimes. Johnson Taylor House, Mm -hmm. and uh, it was built for the garden clubs to have their, I mean, it wasn't built. It was bought. It was already there. There were two families, Johnson and Taylor. And so uh, the garden clubs of Waco use that. And there is a, a venue in the, the back that can be rented for parties. And we had our Christmas dinner there. And then also on that property is the Earl Harrison house. And that house was originally on the site of where In-N-Out Burgers is now. Oh, so really? if you think about <laughs> In-N-Out Burgers on I-35... On Fifth Street. Really? Huh. That's and uh, Nell Pape and another lady named Bobby Barnes decided to uh, restore that house. And it had been uh, made up into apartments. And uh-huh. they had taken the balconies and made bathrooms and things and just really changed it a lot. And so that house was actually moved all the way to where it is on Fifth Street now, close to Cameron Park. So they physically Zoo. moved the house? They took the roof off. Wow. They cut it in half. They took the nine columns off and numbered them oh, so smart. that they would know how to put it back together. Not their first rodeo. <laughs> and, and we do have pictures of that. We have slides of that. And oh they cut it in half and they put it up on the uh, truck on a trailer. But the top, the second floor, they folded the, the walls down so they how didn't have to take earth? them off. And then that oh way they were gosh. able to... And the bottom floor, the ceilings are up 13 feet. And on the second floor, they're 12 feet up. So these are tall, tall ceilings. Yeah, those types of houses mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. had tall ceilings. I grew up in a house like that that was built in 1901. Okay. And unfortunately, yeah. has burned down and burned oh. down a couple of years ago. And it just breaks my heart. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and see, that's the thing. We want to, to save these homes. We want mm-hmm. people to be able to go in them, enjoy them. And, and all of these properties are available in some form or fashion. Some of them lend themselves more to a wedding, but, you know. Like they, McCullough. I, I kind of, how do you say it? McCullough? You, McCullough. 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 I always yes. used to call it McCulloch. Yeah. 
McCullough. Um, and then all of them could, they could have different events. Uh, some of them have a little bit more room than others. Like yeah. we had the murder mystery at East Terrace and that worked out fine. Yeah, that was um, great. It was a great event. I'm kind of laughing because that train is so on cue. We were just talking about Sears and Roebuck. <laughs> here <laughs> we're comes the, on the train. train and here it comes. it comes. I wasn't aware that you could hear it from up here. We're on the 21st floor of the Alico building, which is a beautiful view. It's, it's a beautiful day today. It is. It um, or maybe it's somebody riding the train and they want to go to the natatorium to take the maybe. baths. <laughs> <laughs> maybe so. They're going to hop off. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow, that is, I've, I'm already learning so much. And any of this um, documentation that you have mm-hmm. in these pictures, um, I would love if you would loan them to me, sure. if you'd be willing to. Yes. Um, I can digitize a lot of these. And some of them are, I'm looking at them, and they're obviously copies. Yes. Um, and, of course, if you happen to know where any of the originals are, <laughs> which is um, not always an easy task, but... Um, Originals are always great, but um, mm-hmm. if you come across anything, right. you know, let me know. I'd be happy. Um, I'm actually partnered with Historic Waco. I guess we should have led with that. Yes. <laughs> um, and I have, if you'll notice on the the picture for my podcast, I have the little Historic Waco logo. Mm-hmm. Got to represent for y'all. Um, because it's just such a cool partnership that we have. You know, it just, it was a brainstorm one night. I was just like wait a minute, why don't I reach out to them? And then um, it was, I guess, Noelle that manages the Uh social media. And Mm -hmm. um, she was like, that's so funny. We were actually going to reach out to you because we have pictures of the Hoffman sisters um, that we were wanting to get restored. Um, Or maybe it was Karen. I'm not sure who I was speaking Mm -hmm. with um, at the time. But yeah, that was really cool. And then y'all invited me to a meeting. Y'all were so sweet. And y'all just took me right in and didn't even bat an eye when I immediately start having <laughs> ideas and suggestions. Well, I have some more, too, so we need to talk. Good. Yes, yes, we do. <laughs> um, and there is a long history of uh, Bells Hill. And I, when I first went there as principal, I wanted to know why it was called Bells Hill. And I had um, a volunteer who came and read with the children. He would come once a week. His name was Champ Fitzhugh. That's he was, a cool name. He was an insurance man here in town. Okay. And um, he would come every week and read with the children on Tuesday mornings. I knew it was Tuesday because Mr. Fitzhugh <laughs> was sitting in the hall reading with children. And he did that almost up just within a few weeks of his death. He, he came. He was loyal to the last minute. That's amazing. But when... He first became my volunteer. He said, what do you want? What do you need? And I said, well, I would like to know why this is called Bells Hill. I had no clue. <laughs> so he went to the Texas Collection, which is a wonderful jewel. Yes, I've restored at, pictures at for them Baylor. as well. Yes. And so he went there and did a lot of the research. And he's the one who worked with the state to get us the historical marker at Bells Hill. So if you go to the present-day Bells Hill School, you'll see the marker that talks about um, the the land and uh, how all of how the school came about. And you worked there, right? I was there 33 years. Wow, <laughs> right. And so this marker is there, and it talks about the fact that the first school that was actually built by the architect. Milton Scott, who also built the Dr. Pepper Museum and some other famous buildings here in town. But it looked very similar to the school that was at Brook Avenue and the Sanger Avenue School that just burned 
I don't know, 10 or 15 years ago, a while back. That was before my time here, I think. Uh I've only lived here about 13 years, so maybe it was about 15. So it's about at 18th and Waco Drive is where that Sanger Avenue school was. So all three of those buildings were almost identical. Right, Um, same guy. Same architect and everything. And so uh, after Captain Bell had discovered the water, and he originally had cedar troughs, that he had up on the hill, which was called Bell's Hill. And then later that neighborhood was called Bell's Hill. And so the water could run down the troughs into the city. And that's how the city got their water in uh, right around 1900. Gosh, that really just changed Waco. It did. Yeah, that's huge. That's that's no small discovery. And so the water would come down and then... um, I think I mentioned he died in in 1900, Mm -hmm. and he had a son, Albert, who worked for him at the water company. And um, they also had an employee whose name was Wrench. Can you believe that? I wonder if that was a nickname I've never come across. Well, I've never known a bevel. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I bet you haven't. I love it. (laughs) That's my grandmother's maiden name, so that's how I got to be bevel. Gotcha. I wondered. and I can chase. Uh, I can trace the bevels back to the 1600s. In really outside wow, of London, that is amazing. So yeah, that's oh, another cool. story. But uh, anyway, they they built the school, and it like I said looks similar to those other schools, and the water company was pumping the water out from the ground, and it mm-hmm. was going down, you know, to the city, and the ground became unstable. Because of course, the water. of course, and it's so displaced. Yeah, that makes sense. The school began to sink. No. <laughs> and one day it sunk too much. And there was a little boy in first grade whose name was Q.Z. Valentine. Oh, you have the picture. Who okay. later on became, um, he went to Baylor Law School and then later on became a judge. Okay, so he didn't die. I was panicking no, no. for No, no, like, oh, no. Little Q.Z. was fine. Okay. Good. So he went... Uh, to school, and the policeman said, I'm sorry, son, you're going to have to go home because the school sunk. So he went gladly went home. Of course, woo. <laughs> and told his mom, and she didn't believe him. Yeah, so, what parents could have, the school sunk? What are you talking about? Go back to school. Well, she took him back to school, uh-huh. and the policeman said, yes, Miss Valentine, he's telling you the truth. <laughs> Foot in mouth. <laughs> Uh, the school sunk. It's no longer safe. And they're going to have to go to school. They're trying to decide exactly where, but we think it's going to be this church right over here. So that's what they did. They attended school in that church until the new building was built. And this was all located in the area where Cesar Chavez Middle School is located now. Okay. So about 15th and Burnett, that's where the school sunk. So then they built on the, the newer site, uh, which is actually on Cleveland. And um, it was a, a building that had a lot of stucco and arched windows. I went there to substitute when I first came to Waco. Mm-hmm. And we all called it the Alamo because it looked kind of like an Alamo. Yeah, I'm looking at that picture. It really uh, does kind of that resemblance. Yeah. And then I have a picture here of the band that they had in That's 1944 at Bells yeah. Hill. And you know, some of the children don't have on shoes. Oh, yep, they sure don't. And I'm really impressed that they had instruments. And I wonder if these belong to the school or the children, because that would have... You would think the school, probably. You would think, yeah. Yeah, but even so, 
during the wartime and to have a band, I was yeah. really impressed. Then in 1954, the new part was built, a much more modern wing. Had a new yeah, that looks like today's buildings. Yes. <laughs> it's just a box. <laughs> had a new uh, cafeteria and the office area and then a whole wing of rooms, but we still did not have air conditioning. And when I went to Bells Hill, we did not have air conditioning. Ugh. So it was rather warm. Uh, then they uh, built a brand new Bells Hill, and this would have been 2011. And so the new building is absolutely gorgeous. And the students there have just a wonderful facility. Yeah, this has a lot more architecture to it and the, mm -hmm. the pretty... Um, like clay shingles on right. the top, the Spanish yes, shingles. The yeah, they're really pretty. Uh -huh. Yeah. Well, and I was lucky enough to be able to work with the architects in designing it. Really? And the first picture that they showed me, I said, well, that's pretty, but it looks like the rest stop on the way to Austin on I-35. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I'm thinking something more with more the Spanish look and the Hacienda. I had no idea you were such an influential person in Waco. <laughs> look at you. I looked out. And so they did it. And actually the bells up here actually ring, actually chime. Oh, how cool. So we can change the the tune that it plays. And they That's play sweet. on the hour, the half hour. So is it like automated? Y'all can program it? Yes. Okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> There's not like kids up there. Right. No, it's a Carilion thing that they yeah, can just yeah. do that. Yeah. And so it's a lovely school. Um, because of a grant from Apple that we received before I retired, every child has an iPad. That's and, really neat. And that's similar yeah. to the Waco schools. That wasn't just our school. That was something that all of Waco ISD had worked on that's together. Really generous of them, yeah. So Captain Bell, you know, he was, he drilled water wells. He was uh, a president of one of the savings and loans from back in the day. And, of course, the Bell Water Company so he did a lot of things um, through the years. I think uh, the gas company and, you know, when Waco was just starting out. Yeah, um, he was a really key player then. Yeah, he, he really was. And so it's it's fun to to learn all of these things. Uh, even one of the fire departments was uh, named Bells Hill. And, and this picture that I have shows the wagon. And the horses that pulled the wagon. Yeah, it's like a, look at that. Yeah, <laughs> it's engine it. number five. That's so cool. Yeah, it's just and like this horse-drawn carriage with a big, like, kind of water tank on mm -hmm. it. <laughs> I wonder how much water that held. <laughs> and the the man in riding it is Jim Mears, who became Waco's first paid fire chief. Wow. And this was about 1908. And this was on Clay Street. And then uh, the horses' names were Duke, Country Boy, and Blue. <laughs> I love it. So we have that. <laughs> then I have a little bit later picture when they actually have the fire engine. The horses, I guess, have been put out to pasture at that point. Oh, <laughs> well, that's probably a good thing for the horses. <laughs> Let's <But> if, hope. <laughs> if you hear the term Geyser City, uh, Waco being referred to Geyser City, it's because of the water wells that Captain huh. Bell drilled yeah. he drilled more than 16 in that area and i have a map that i got at the texas collection that shows uh all the different water wells that is really you know i've never heard the term geyser city you know most towns have like you know big apple or uh -huh. you know right where i grew up in uh, merkle texas which is way out 
west near Abilene. They call it mm-hmm. the windmill city because it is just so flat and just red dirt and wind and tumbleweeds. <laughs> and they have a lot of those wind turbines okay. that um, mm-hmm. are now have taken place of the more traditional windmills. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's really interesting. I wish that people would refer to it as the geyser city yeah. instead of, oh, you mean, I mean, now they say Chip and Joanna, which is great versus like, oh, David Koresh. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take the Chip and Joanna over, the, over well, that any day. But Geyser City, I had no idea. That's and, really cool. and see, we were also known as Six Shooter Junction. That's even cooler. And yeah. And I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. when businessmen are shooting each other on the street in the middle of the day. Yeah, oh it's, uh, yeah, lots of stories to tell. And if you come to Oakwood, you'll hear that story about that. Yeah, so. I strongly encourage people to do that because that was such a cool experience. And it's something that I, at the last minute, was you had told me about uh-huh. it. And I was like, what are you, what are you doing? Where are you going? And you're like, oh, I'm doing this thing over there. And I was like, well, do y'all need anybody to take pictures? And you were like, sure, you know, come on out. And um, everybody was so sweet. And um, it was just so cool because you get to photograph all these people in this you know, they're all dressed up in like period clothing and it was, but with modern photography, it was just so Mm -hmm. fun. And and that time in October, because, you know, it's Texas, it was just happened to be very hot that week, Uh (laughs) miserable, Mm -hmm. but it was a beautiful morning. Um, We even had a little bit of fog, if I remember correctly, Mm -hmm. like a little bit of haze and we got some really pretty pictures and uh, yeah, I'll definitely be sure and post you in your costume if you'll let me. (laughs) Certainly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and Vivian Rutherford is um, the person right. that's over the Storytellers Guild, and she is amazing. Yeah, she's she so gets sweet. Everybody organized, and she even has a little goodie bag for us that we can keep there in case we need water or I know, something. It was so sweet. And she <laughs> had everybody's name on their little bag, like party favorites. <laughs> And then afterwards, she invites us to her church for a wonderful meal. That's right. I went to a luncheon. Yeah. Yes. So uh, she's just amazing, the the things that she does. Not only that, but she is a retired uh, librarian here in town. And so she has influenced a lot of people and a lot of children. And even and her own, because her own children mm-hmm. were there working with oh, her. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes, it's a family affair. Yeah, to definitely. Get it, I got to meet basically her whole family mm-hmm. when I was there. Very nice mm-hmm. family. And, you know, earlier when we were talking about the purpose of Historic Waco and all of these things that we're doing, you know, we, we want to have these opportunities for people to hear things ab- about our city. And this next week, we're excited because there's... Um, a field trip coming, and there will be close to 200 fourth graders and their teachers Ooh, goodness. <laughs> coming, and they will tour East Terrace and McCullough. How cool. And they'll also go to the suspension bridge, and they'll learn about the suspension bridge. That's a cool story, too. We'll have to talk about that sometime because <laughs> that was really so, neat. So that's fun. We're looking forward to that. That's the fourth graders from Lorena. That's amazing. And yeah. they'll be coming out and... So, you know, lots of things that are going on. And you also have the Pat Neff lecture coming up. Am I allowed to talk That's about right. that yet? Yes, you are. <laughs> okay. Yes, you I've are. seen flyers, so I think it's the yes. cat's out of the bag there. It's official. Yeah. And it yes. was, remind me of the date. I have it on my calendar, but I it's think it's March 5th. March 5th. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. And it will be at the Lee Lockwood Library, mm-hmm. and it's at 630. And uh, we'll have someone there speaking about um, Pat Neff. It's actually Alan Lefevre from Baylor, and he will be uh, giving uh, his presentation. Uh, We will also have just a small exhibit 
kind of a pop-up ex- exhibit of some of the things that belong to Pat Neff. Um, Very cool. He um, had like the dinner, um, the china that he used when mm, he was mm-hmm. governor. Because I, I kind of need to back up and say, you know, he was governor of Texas. And he was yeah, also... Yeah, for those that don't know. Yeah. Right. He was governor of Texas and then president of Baylor University. So, like, we have his china and we have uh, the globe that would have been in probably his office or his study. That's Very at McCullough cool. House. My fiance is a history teacher oh, and he loves globes and <laughs> he would love to see he that. He would love yeah. to see it. I'll, it's, I'll be sure it's and bring actually him. McCullough. It's actually at McCullough. Oh, is it? Okay. Then the I, globe. I don't know. I have the globe seen it go. then. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I have seen it. Yeah. So anyway, we'll have a little exhibit and then just a few little refreshments after the presentation. And then we're making plans for a dinner this summer, and um, you would have a chance to learn more about the Washington Elm that was presented to Pat Neff, and you'll have a chance to have a dinner that is almost the same as what he had at his retirement dinner when he was leaving as governor. We found the program at the Texas Collection, and it had a menu in it. So we're going to duplicate those recipes as best we can, and we have found some of the old recipes. That's right. I was talking to Noelle um, over at Brazos Bookstore, um, or Brazos Books. Her and her husband own that. And Noelle is... um, She's one of the staff at Historic Waco and also a very good friend of mine um, I've met through Historic Waco. Um, and she was telling me about that. I had forgotten, but that is so cool that you can kind of get that experience of like just, you know, the tastes and the smells and it's just kind of immersive, mm-hmm. you know, versus just hearing the stories, which is great. But just adding those layers, I think, is just a really cool experience for people to have. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so in some of these old cookbooks, I was talking to, a friend the other day, she said, well, I have one that salutes the Texas governors and the great cooks of Waco. And of course you so, brought it. You are one prepared woman. <laughs> she Well, she brought it to me this morning, and um, I haven't had a chance to look through it too much. Oh, well, there, right there, look, says Myrtle Neff right there. It sure does. So that's Mrs. Pat Neff. Her name was Myrtle. How and cool. so we're, we're going to share some of these recipes. Some of them we may not be cooking. But if we find some recipes that we think people might be interested in, then we'll duplicate that and then they can have those recipes. So, um, yeah, we can scan those and, you know, put them out there for people to use. That'd Mm -hmm. be really neat. Yeah. Yeah. So we have lots of ideas going on there. And if you've never heard about milk fed chicken, (laughs) we can tell you later (laughs) about that because we're learning about milk fed chicken. That's what they serve. Drink milk. (laughs) (laughs) Go figure. Yeah. Um, I want to take a real quick step back. I Uh meant to ask you about this. Um, You said that you had slides of something. Was that on Bell's Hill? Uh, Hill, Well, I do have those. But uh, the ones I had mentioned was the Earl Harrison House. Okay. Have those been digitized? Uh, Only by this amateur Bell. (laughs) So I need to get those from you. Yes. (laughs) Not that that I don't trust your work, but, you know, we may as well get some really good high resolution ones to use. Um, Okay. I just wanted to make sure. And then you also... Um, told me about a VHS tape that you had. Yes, it's priceless. It is awesome. I was able to play it on my neighbor's player that I borrowed. The VCR. Yeah, the VCR. You forgot what it was called. (laughs) Right. Been so long. And so um, I was able to play it. And in that, uh, it tells the story of Nell Pape and Bobby Barnes and how they 
restored the Earl Harrison house. And Bobby was instrumental in all of these homes in Waco. Uh, just wonderful lady doing all these things and dedicated and committed to that. And so in the, the, the tape, uh, she says... She's standing next to one of the big columns, and she puts her hand out on that column, and, you know, she was always dressed so beautifully mm -hmm. and looked so wonderful and beautiful. And she said, I told my daddy if I ever had money, I was going to fix this house. Oh, my God. And the house is? It, that, that's the Earl Harrison Earl house Harrison that house. was moved. And so wow. she's standing there talking. And I know that at one time they would show that, to visitors to the house, like the beginning of the tour, kind of to set the stage. Oh, my God. It's a wonder if that tape's been played that many times that it hasn't broken. Right. <laughs> the tape right. hasn't broken. Yes, so we, we need to get it to you yes. real soon to I'm get it repaired. I'm excited slash terrified <laughs> because I don't want anything to happen to it, but I will take great care of exactly. it. Exactly. And I will get it uh, transferred that, so that y'all can archive that original right. and you That's know no right. longer you know risk it being damaged and right. then you'll have a nice digital version mm -hmm. of it to play um so that is i can't wait to see that it just gives me chills um of course not everybody gets as excited about history <laughs> as we do right but <laughs> yeah right well, yeah very cool is there anything else you wanted to add like any key points about captain bell that you wanted to you think you hit all the points there i, I think we probably hit all the points he Great. was just okay. uh uh, one of the amazing men that was, you know, here when Waco was at their at its beginning. And uh, we have a lot to thank him for, the things that he did. Yeah, and that's crazy. Things, you know. And so many people probably don't even know about him. No. I know I didn't. Of course, I'm not from here originally, but, you know, I, I love learning about the history of, right. you know, where we call home. And um, I just think it's so important that we keep these memories alive, not just the pictures, um, restoring the pictures and converting the slides and the VHS tapes, that's great. But they're really nothing without the stories behind them. So mm -hmm. I want to thank you so much for being sure. so informed and um, sharing all of your wealth of information with everybody. And um, and I do have a list. This is a list of the places that are most important in Captain Bell's uh, life. Okay, I'll be Points sure to include interest. that as well. Uh -huh. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so starting with Oakwood Cemetery and mm -hmm. then the Bell Water Company at the Waterworks. And then one other thing to mention, um, the Catholic Church, St. Francis Catholic Church. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful church. It, it's a, a gorgeous church, and that's at uh, 315 Jefferson. And the house that's right behind it, that's where the priests live. I've been there. Yes, I saw the marker on there. That was yes. really cool. Yeah. And so that was built by Captain Lusk, who was Captain Bell's buddy. And see, Captain Lusk married Captain Bell's two sisters. Let me say it that way. Okay. Two sisters married Captain Lusk and Bell. Got it. So okay. they were brother-in-law, yeah. sister-in-law. You know, the family tree gets a little bit crazy <laughs> right there. But it wasn't as weird back then no. as it is now. But yeah. So uh, her name was Margaret, but they called her Muggy. And oh, so cute. Muggy lived in that White House. And... Uh, uh, Captain Lusk, and he died fairly early. And then there was another sister, and she died early. So then that husband, who was uh, Dr. Clifton, married Muggy. So that's Muggy. why it's called the Lusk Clifton House. Okay. But I love to drive by that house and think of the 
the get-togethers, the family things that they would have had yeah. there. It's really neat, and it's up on a hill kind of like McCullough is. It is. Yeah. It's up on the hill right behind St. Francis Church. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I love that. And, um, you know, and like you say, like with restoring pictures, I love to be able to drive down ar- around our Waco area, downtown area, and say, yep, that was Captain Lusk House, that, 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 that yeah. you know. I need to get you in contact with uh, Lori Davidson that does the Waco trolley tours because she does the um, she does one that's a Waco history tour, mm-hmm. and she, that's one of her stops is that church there. Um, but you know, even just that a would little be wonderful. bit, yeah, yeah, I would love to coordinate that mm-hmm. to where you well, could even like be the the one on you know talking about it. If you'd be interested in that, I can reach out to her. But well, I'm also part of the education committee for Historic Waco. And that's something that we've kind of worked on, uh, some tours and some high points around town and taking some of that information from the Waco Walks that uh, Ashley Thornton does. And and see, I think that's what's so exciting. We all love this history. We want it all to mesh. We need to all. Yeah, there's so many people that are so interested and involved Mm -hmm. in it. We all just need to like have a big party and we just do. network and um it's it's an idea actually <laughs> it, it is i mean it yeah. would be wonderful to spend two or three hours with everybody yeah uh, and i've actually spoken with Lori davidson because i've done photography on those on several of her tours uh-huh. for her for her website um and for we grow the co that's a company that she goes through that's owned by jillian orner another good friend of mine um <clears throat> and she was very interested in that and you know I'll, I'll talk to her more about that and get mm-hmm. back with you. Um, right. But, yeah, I, I'm so excited to learn even more about Waco's history, and I will definitely be there. You said October 19th is the Oakwood yes. Cemetery. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, remind me what it was called again. The It's it's Walking Tales. Walking Tales. Walking okay. Tales. Yes. And Usually I just call it storytelling <coughs> at Oakwood. That seems yeah, to people, remind, Yeah. I was shocked at how many people showed up, you know. Mm-hmm. I was like, I wasn't sure, like, how many people are interested in this kind of thing, but... Um, that's definitely something I would love to bring my kids to and just have them like see all this really cool Waco history. But right. I need yeah. to get with each and every one of those characters and interview them. Wouldn't that be cool? It, it really would be yeah. if we could share those stories. And sometimes uh, we have gotten together as a storytelling group and shared our stories. We, we During COVID, we even did a Zoom where we shared our stories. Very cool. But, it, um, you know, I want to hear some of those other stories because I'm always right. telling one You're always that telling I don't. One. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, and actually, you know, it might be more suited. Um, I haven't spoken with the the people that do the Waco History podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to put a plug in for myself. I would love to be on that podcast <laughs> um, and love to have them on this podcast. Um, but they might be very interested in talking to, mm-hmm. you know, some of the sure. people that play those characters as well, because that's more like what they do. It's like Waco history. Um, you know, I'm lucky that you're, you've become a friend of mine right. and I was able exactly. to have you on my show. And, uh, you know, normally I talk about just people's personal family histories behind these pictures, which is great. Um, but I was very excited. I mean, just driving here today, I was just beaming i was so excited to to do this with you and i just want to thank you so much for being here um and another time i'd like to tell you the story about a man who's now 90 years old and he contacted historic waco a while back and wanted to share his stories oh my gosh so my friend pam and i drove to the north side of dallas on tuesday 
to visit with him. You didn't call me to take his picture. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I know. It, it's just, it was so amazing. And he remembers all of these things oh, about Waco. That is so precious. And he was born in the Fort House that is now part of Live Oak School. They own it now. Mm-hmm. But he was born in there. He can point to the window and show me which room he and his mother lived in. Oh. And it was a boarding house. And he can tell all the stories about that. And he, he lived in the Fort House for 10 years. That's amazing. Yeah. And I know that Rogue Media here at the Alaco building, they can even have people um, that are not from Waco, don't live uh-huh. in Waco. They're maybe not local. They can even have people on the phone do a podcast. Like if he'd be interested in that, might, maybe, maybe so. history would yeah. love to pick up on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is so cool. And um, I'm not sure if a lot of my viewers know. So I own Revision Photo Restoration, but I also own Heirloom Imagery, which was formerly Blackland Photography. But I've rebranded, um, and I specialize in aging adult portraits, so um, assisted memory, like assisted living memory care facilities. I'm trying to kind of break into that untouched market, um, but I would love to photograph him. That is amazing. So shame on yeah. you. I know. I know. <laughs> no, I know. no, actually yeah. good for you, because yeah. that's amazing that y'all did that. And, you know, especially with him being that old, you never know. No, no day well, is guaranteed for any of us, but especially, right. that's you right. know, that's so great that he yeah. reached out. Yeah. yeah. So it was really fun. And so we'll, we'll have that uh, audio recording of him. Perfect. And, yeah. and we did take a cell phone picture, but good, you know. good. No, that's great. Uh, yeah. Any it, picture is great. Yeah. yeah so. But we have some great pictures of him outside of the Fort House. Even, you know how they used to take the pictures on the little horse, the mm-hmm. photographer would go of around course. town. Yes. <laughs> we have that picture of him. Oh, I would love Outside to see that. House. Very yeah. cool. So, well, thank you so much, Bevel. I could Thanks. talk to you for hours upon <laughs> hours. Um, but, you know, maybe down the line we can have you on we again as, as, sure. as, as another, on another topic mm-hmm. but thank you so much um and i like to close every podcast with this quote because it just means so much to me and that is if you don't think photos are important wait until they're all you have left that's right <laughs> <laughs> This has been a Rogue Media Network production.